0: It's the color Jose from the Colors We See podcast. I have a special guest with me. Noble. Noble. What would you say your mean your name means?
1: Uh I actually got it from my brother. And it's because he said it one time at dinner. And when I heard the name, because I was originally it was originally Young Spitter. But uh when I heard the name I just kind of resonated with it really heavy. And then from there I kind of just I wanted to make music the music that didn't make it under young spitter i wanted to put it under noble and not tell anyone about it and just drop like a whole discography under that name but then i ended up liking it and taking it and
0: yeah because i was confused when i first met you i was you said oh i'm gonna switch my name to no to noble and i'm like young spitter like i like the way that sound but i mean the meaning behind it it makes more sense to you now to go under as noble instead of young spitter right
1: yeah, just aesthetically. I thought it fit me better in the kind of music I was making at the time. And uh, in terms of branding-wise, moving forward in the future, I thought it was more uh, marketable, to be honest. So that's why I decided to make the change.
0: As far as like your artistry and your sound, what would you say that is?
1: Uh, I mean, I do a lot of different things, to be honest. I would just say melodic, just melodic music. I don't really consider it rap. I don't really consider it R&B. Uh, I just consider it singer-songwriter-melodic type music.
0: I, I couldn't put my finger on what it was exactly when the first time I heard it. I mean, it sounds like Blink-182. It sounds like my favorite rapper, Hoodie Allen. And like I just didn't know what it was. And so you're as you record more, and so you said that it's more of like a melodic songwriter, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's I get the Blink-182 a lot, though, because a lot of people uh, like when I make a little uh, harder like rock stuff. Um, I want to do that more in the future, but it's just about the timing and wanting to do it, to be honest more of
0: anything speaking of timing your last project was about a year ago that's a long time you know people to stay relevant at least with people if you're not making an impact well-known artists usually don't even take a whole year to release a project why did you wait so long
1: Uh, i just didn't feel like the timing was right ever to be honest uh i waited this long because i wanted to put together a body of work that i could be 100 percent proud of because I felt like every other project I've made thus far has been... Uh, I was always rushing, and I didn't feel like... When I listen to it back now, I always see, oh, I could have changed this little drum pattern right here. I could have delivered this a little differently. I could have added adlibs right here, harmonies. But uh, on this one, I took that all into account, and now we're here. So what's the name of the project? It's uh, The Places You'll Go.
0: What's the meaning behind that title?
1: Uh, so it's inspired by The Places You'll Go, the Dr. Seuss book. Um, but it's essentially just saying, this is where I've been, this is what I've learned from these things that I've experienced in my life, from the, all the places I've been, and now these are the places I'm going.
0: So what places have you been, then? I've been a lot of
1: places, seen a lot of things, but, uh, yeah, I just feel like my entire life has essentially been, like, uh, a little bit of a roller coaster, uh, in a sense, and I feel like at about the
0: time that I started fe- making this project, I finally felt stable. Why? I mean... You seem like a stable person just sitting here talking to you. What about you in the past, up to now, that that you've seen a big difference? I would just say that I hit a breaking point.
1: That it was about the point that, uh, I would say, right before I turned 21, it was just kind of like, okay, I'm done looking back and reflecting on things. And I'm ready to move forward. And I'm ready to kind of aspire towards things instead of reflect.
0: Yeah, as you're reflecting, you're only looking backwards. You're not really trying to you you don't even see what's coming next at that moment did you see what was coming after your reflective state no honestly if you would have told me a couple years
1: ago that i'd be doing what i'm doing right now i would have laughed at you i would never would have guessed it
0: so what are you doing then i mean i i know we're here in the undefined recording loft as ness likes to say you told me this earlier um you're in charge of ness you're in charge of yourself you got a lot going on. You book sessions with people. I'm sure about a year ago or two years ago, yeah, you probably would have laughed at anyone that told you, hey man, you're going to be a major key to recording artists, to managing them, to putting out music. Um, I want to ask you about Ness. Like, why did you sign him? I, I saw something in him years ago and uh, he told me, like, hey, you were one of the first people. I don't want to sound braggadocious, but, I mean, he told me, like, hey, you were one of the first people to tell me, like, yes. What did you see? Um, I saw the most talented person in the city, to be honest. I just saw
1: raw talent, and I saw him put together. Honestly, it really hit when he dropped his song, Unbothered. And I heard that record, and I was sitting down in my the first studio I made, and I heard it and I was like there's no way this record doesn't hit top 100 billboard like it's th- that record It's a record that can do that that has that kind of impact But when I saw it didn't do that I was like He should be doing better than he is he deserves it. Um, and honestly, I felt like I had necessary tools that could help him
0: What are those tools?
1: Uh, Honestly, I just felt like I had so when I was coming up i didn't just focus on music of course i recorded like i recorded like eight hour days i didn't i don't think i missed a day of recording for like a whole year and a half like it was three songs a day for probably like a year about but besides that when i wasn't doing that literally i would watch interviews i would watch i'd read i would do everything i could to study music like I was genuinely interested to see how people's minds work. So the
0: business side of things, yeah. not just the recording and being the artist.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I just felt like he could use some help marketing and doing the things that I had already a uh, foot ahead in doing. And I thought that we'd be a honestly unstoppable team. And I think we've done well so far.
0: So what do you do for Ness that wasn't there before as far as like marketing and that what is that relationship with you and him now? Uh, honestly, I
1: would say the biggest thing I bring is a structure because I mean he can do well on his own. It was just more of speeding up the process, if anything. It was this is how we're gonna market. This is how we're gonna roll out. This is we're gonna have people perceive you this certain way so that
0: you can get to the places that you deserve to be. Yeah, because Nas isn't just recording artist. He he's not an R&B singer, he's an artist. Yeah, exactly. Uh and people
1: need to view him as that and respect him as that, uh, especially in the city. Uh he's expressed multiple times he doesn't feel like he gets enough love in the city, and I completely agree. I think he deserves more love and
0: it's about earning that and taking I, that. I I just I feel the opposite though. I feel like Ness he he does get the recognition. Um he does get people that want to listen to him and people that shout him out. I just I don't know.
1: Uh I, I think it's always different when you're the actual person, Could and when, when you're from an outsider's perspective. Uh, I, just in his eyes, that's what he's expressed to me. And honestly, I feel the same way. Uh, just because I feel he is the most talented person in the city. And
0: I think a lot of people back me up in that. Yeah, and you can't argue with that. Ness is really fucking talented. Like, he's the most talented, like, when it comes to artists, like, versatile, like, being able to, like, go and rip something up on one track and then go to the next and completely do something new. Yeah, he's
1: crazy. Every time that I've recorded with him, it's just, it's an experience, to be honest. It's not just a song. It's an experience.
0: So you... Are doing this business? You you got this record label going. You're working on this album in a whole a whole span of a year. How new is this studio that we're sitting in
1: here? Uh, this was made less than two months ago. Uh, it took about two months to make. Uh, a lot of the work done by me. A lot of the work done by uh my
0: dad's business because he owns a construction business. So yeah, Epic Construction. Okay, Local. shouting them out. So during that process, you're recording an the album and you you don't release anything besides like the the track with Chuck, which, man, I, I want to talk about. How did that come about?
1: Uh, that kind of came about because of my friend Ryan. I always wanted to work with Chuck, but uh, Ryan had put together this thing that he wanted to essentially link artists up together and do live performances of duos that wouldn't necessarily be together without it. And I made the song, I showed it to Chuck, and he loved it, and I thought he would fit perfect on it, and I, he killed the verse.
0: Was that a one take? It was a one take. At a, so he just walked in here and was like, "Oh, hey, uh, let me just get in the booth," and that was it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was he ripped the entire thing. There's no breaks in that. What you hear is literally was one take. Oh my
0: god, he should be like charged for murder. I just can't believe he just came in like, fucking like killed it that way. And that's what Chuck does. You can't expect anything less. Yeah, he sets the bar pretty high for a lot of these rappers out here. Yeah, the best bar for bar rapper in Bakersfield. Yeah, so you're recording this album what how did you come up with the name oh it came from the from the book okay. i read the
1: book no it, it came across uh maybe like a year and a half ago right about the end of my last project it just came across me for some reason i don't really remember anymore but uh when i read it again i was like this is crazy just because i feel like it's relatable to me at 21 22 years old it, i can still relate to it like i feel like it really is an important book and if The coolest thing about it is the youth reads that. So it's something that they can learn that's still applicable to this age.
0: So what came first then? The album, the the name of the album or the track list? Uh,
1: So the track list was developed over the span of a year, over the span of me being 21. Uh, The name came right after I made Daydreams. Daydreams is kind of what made the project take shape. But uh, I got word just cause this is being recorded before uh, the project drops. But I got word uh, earlier today that they weren't gonna allow the song "Daydreams" to be on all platforms. Why? Because just it's label. It's not label stuff, but it's industry stuff. It's Apple blocking it because of the fact that I released it under a previous name, them not wanting to allow it. Come on, Apple. Yeah, but uh, but regardless, it deserves all the credit because it really did make this project take shape and it's still going to be a, available as a single it's still going to be on the project on SoundCloud but uh, yeah the song really
0: deserves to be a part of the project as much as any song right um the tracklist i mean you got some heavy hitters there obviously you have ness you have chuck who are the two other features on that tracklist that um that you want to talk about
1: oh uh, there's three other features are three yeah
0: sorry a- who are they
1: uh, so it's Io. Shout out to Io. We linked up and we made that song the first time we ever met, to be honest. Uh it's called Twenty Four Hours. That's the oldest song on the project that song was recorded almost two years ago that's a long time yeah well it was it was originally uh made two years ago then it was developed
0: and then who are the other two
1: artists uh then it was kish who i'd been had my eye on for a while and he's from the netherlands so i thought that was really cool he's not even from the states nah i thought that was really cool and really different and uh i love the energy he brought to cocoa butter which is to me one of the probably the poppiest record i've ever made and uh I think people are going to love that record.
0: I love it. I've, I've already heard it. Sorry, guys. I listened to, to Halfway Through. I just felt like I, I just had to stop because I felt like I was spoiling my appetite, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot more really cool records on there. Mostly the outro. The outro uh, definitely holds a certain place with me just because of everything that was said in there. Um, and then the other feature is uh, actually My Cousin. Uh, she doesn't, it was actually her first time recording a song that she made the song and then it was just developed over the span of about a
0: year. So were you guys like at a family barbecue and then you were just like or how did, how did that even come about? I mean, like, it's kind of awkward sometimes to talk to family about projects, and it's like, you know, I'm doing this, they don't really understand, ever.
1: Yeah, no, 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 it was, uh, I heard her sing, and she had a good voice, and I was, uh, I joked around with her, I was like, I was like, oh, don't make me put you on a track, and she was like, bet, and I didn't think she was being serious, but then the time came, I was like, hey, I was like, I have something written, if you want to come over and perform it, and she was like, like, let's do it, but, uh, yeah i think she killed us i honestly think she watched me on it but that was probably one of the most frustrating tracks to record to be honest why uh it took the most time it was like hours on hours on hours of recording with that song just because uh there's a lot of layers a lot of harmonies if you listen to the song you and really take it apart there's a lot of different things in there that you can hear and uh the length of it too is pretty long so
0: so why the harmonies and all the layers instead of just going in and just rapping or you know singing rapping what why that i think a lot at least industry a lot of people
1: will tell you the difference between a good song and a great song is the details so i really made sure on this entire project to take the details into account that's why also why it took so long
0: what would you say the details are then like the devils are in the details we're letting it out what would you say those are then
1: uh, it's literally every sound in it like uh for every single beat that i hop on uh I'm taking it apart. It's never I'm never just getting a beat and copy and pasting. I'm taking it apart and putting my imprint on it. And also my engineer my engineer did amazing work on this entire project as he always does. Like who is that? Uh his uh well his engineer name is Mixed Waves, so he goes by Carlos though. Um but I've known him since I was a kid. But he does amazing work. Uh if it wasn't for him honestly I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am
0: today. So you mix with him and that's what I was gonna ask you. Do you have any inside producers to work on the project? Do you produce all your stuff, actually?
1: Uh, no, he honestly he co-produces everything. Okay. Every, every single, almost, except for three, four records on this. So eight songs, essentially,
0: he co-produced. So, okay, so is he in the industry?
1: Uh, honestly, he's not, in terms of like the scene here in town and all that, uh, not necessarily, but that's because he just he's like me. He stays
0: low-key, he keeps his head down, he works. So I mean, outside of this project, I just want to ask you one quick question because I saw this recently on Twitter. Tory Lanez used a beat that you had. How did that? How did that come about? Because I was I don't I don't know too much about music. And are you getting paid any royalties from that? Like, was it a? How does that work? Okay, I'm just confused. Like, no, it'd be a different story if I was getting paid royalties. (laughs) But.
1: I honestly was confused when I first heard it because uh, the producer that made that beat for me, he's extremely extremely small. Like I found him when he was at like hundreds of followers only, and he's still not very big. But uh, I didn't even see him in the what's it called the credits. I tried to look for the credits and it didn't. There was no name under who it was produced by. But uh, yeah, I pulled out the project and I heard the song and I was like, that's interesting. I did. I didn't pay too much attention to it. You feel me? It was just kind of like that's interesting
0: that that happened and do you own that that beat or no
1: uh no i purchased the stems to it it was never exclusive though how we didn't uh go that far into it just because normally when you're getting to exclusive, you're going thousands so
0: okay so that's a big thing though i mean i recently someone talked to me about that mm-hmm. um they were saying that you got to go if you're really trying to own the beat, you got to go exclusive
1: yeah well essentially what most artists do when you're coming up you're always, you're normally not going to buy exclusives, because if you're making a project, you're spending over $10,000 easily, just on beats, if you're buying exclusives, you don't have that budget if you're coming up, um, so what most artists will do, they'll buy stems, and then when the song starts getting traction, they'll say, okay, now it's time to buy the exclusive, so, uh, that song, uh, that song's called When You Walk In By Me, but, uh, that song, it, I mean, it did well, but it never got to that point. So I never felt it necessary to buy the exclusive.
0: So uh, that would have been crazy if you would have purchased it. it we wouldn't have been able to go oh, on okay. it. And if
1: you did, it would have been a lawsuit, a, a lawsuit. yeah, okay. on my end. But, so
0: on your project, though, do you own all the rights and the masters to this project?
1: Uh Yeah, I own all the masters to everything. Yeah. Uh, in terms of all the beats, uh, I most of them are at least other than uh, a couple of them I do own. Yeah.
0: So I mean, like as a record label owner, mm-hmm. how important is how important is it for ma- for artists to own their masters? Wow, that's extremely important. That's everything. And uh, does Ness own his masters? Yes. Yes. No. Nest owns his masters. I have a, I made sure of that okay. before going. Into we're, we're not no ship night situation. No. 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 Never that. Okay. So um, um yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil my appetite. What would you say? All right. So as my listeners, they they might want to know. What am I going to expect out of this project?
1: Uh, it's a roller coaster ride, to be honest. It uh, goes from high energy to some R&B to some very self-conscious stuff. It honestly just takes you on a ride that I think has a lot of really cool records that will stand the test of time. And that's really what it matters about to me. It's about making records that don't
0: get old. You know, what's crazy, though, about the test of time is that when you're creating, you know, when you're creating something in terms of, what it is that you're creating oftentimes people say hey i'm gonna create something the test of time but i think what really like plays a big role in that is the colors that are in front of you Mm -hmm. like the the as far as the creative process like what is around you because obviously people when they listen to music they hear color right Mm -hmm. um and i want to know the color palette What was your color palette while you were listening to this album? What would you say?
1: Uh, It's very bright colors, just like the, what's it called? The cover depicts, honestly, that's why I went so bright. And it's such a different change for me because usually I like uh, dark colors. If you ever see me outside, I'm usually wearing black. I'm usually wearing dark colors. I try to switch it up these days, but most of the time it's dark. Uh, But yeah, it's a lot of blues. There's some reds in there. I would say there's only, but essentially to me, there's only one sad quote unquote simp song even though i don't like considering it that but uh yeah i tried to stay very upbeat tried to stay very happy because that's honestly
0: the mind state i'm in these days instead of just like your past you would say that you were creating like much more darker
1: yeah it music. was yeah, for a very long time it was just very uh very reflective music and this is the first project that i would say i've made that it was more of i'm moving past that and this is where i'm at today this is how i think this is what i hope you take
0: from this so that's what you want your listeners to take is the fact that all these experiences, maybe they could relate to them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's always, uh, I think the goal and the goal is not to put up crazy numbers. The goal is not to do crazy things. It's more of just take this for what it is. I enjoy this music. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you can relate. And
0: yeah. Now, do you want to do crazy numbers though?
1: Uh, it would be nice. I mean, it. it honestly, I used to think about that kind of stuff, but I feel like when you get wrapped in all of that, it's. It takes the fun out of it. It, it does. It just kind of makes it saturated and makes it feel more industry than it has to be at this point, because this should be the point where you're having fun and creating around people that you want to create around, rather than saying, oh, this isn't going to do this much numbers. Uh, and That's a battle I had for a long time. It took a very long time to get to where I am now, to where I don't think about that.
0: See, I, I feel like someone would say something else about what you're saying, because a lot of your stuff sounds like it can be on the radio. Someone could say, "Hey, like I, you're really what is radio?"
1: You yeah, know. well, I, I mean, uh, multiple records uh, have been on the radio for me, but uh, I don't really make it for that. It's just, I think, if there's high energy and it's good quality music, that it ends up getting there. And I have friends down at the radio. Shout out Bob. Shout out Sammy. Shout out DJ Edit. So uh, Bob's on the project, right? Yeah, Bob's the intro. Yeah, Bob and Sammy. Uh, I had reached out to them a while back about doing it. Uh, I just thought it was a very cool concept. Uh, I wrote the script. Uh, they interpreted it the way they wanted to, and I think it came out really
0: cool. Yeah, so I was gonna ask you, like, how, how did that come about? And why, why Bob out of like all the media heads in the in the city? Uh, honestly, I just think that Bob is very influential
1: in his role in the community, and I thought that it would be really cool to have someone from that stature uh to do this skit because it's kind of like almost like a
0: it sounds like an interview
1: i i I kind of wrote it for like the old head looking down on like an up-and-coming artist right that's why uh it's they're saying what they're saying it's kind of like uh what i think people would perceive if they didn't fully understand my music and going into now
0: and you know what's funny is that like at twenty one, twenty two, all you kind of really want to hear is music that's you don't really want to hear nothing conscious you want to just hear music that is going to get you to a party and hey let's pop some bottles and that's about it and that's not the case here though with you
1: no i don't think it's ever been that i never wanted to make that kind of music just because that's not my lifestyle i don't i stay at home honestly yeah and you just keep I stay. your head under I keep my head down and I work and that's really what I do uh, I record my clients I have a great time with them but besides that it's just keeping my head down working and
0: moving forward all right one last thing uh might have some more music dropping in a couple months but we'll see Wanna uh, want more like how, how the project does
1: no there's some there's some easter eggs hitting at some stuff but I'll let people take that apart for what it
0: is oh so what are they uh there's some just drop one neat.
1: there's a if you listen to the intro that beat is from a
0: song that's gonna come out pretty soon and i like the record a lot my engineer said it's one of the best ones but okay now that you mention easter eggs i'm kind of curious what are some easter eggs that we can expect from this album
1: uh there's that i hint at something in the outro if you listen very closely at the beginning before the switch i say something that's kind of shading towards another project uh i'm always planning ahead so there's a lot of things a lot of references in here that if you know me and if you
0: really pay attention you'll be able to get so are there any color references
1: uh that's i don't know there's color references actually i'm sure there is somewhere in the project considering how much
0: songs there are uh i don't know i guess you have to listen and find out okay so last question um, why did you want to be on this podcast?
1: Uh honestly I think that it's just it was the right move right now just because I feel like the energy was right. It's always about how you can coexist with a person, I believe. Uh how you, you, can, you didn't know me though before getting How you on get beat you know, up. Yeah, but I could just tell just by listening to the podcast that you had the right energy, you had the right direction with it, and you didn't want to do it for any self intent. It was always to give back and to do things for others. And I thought that that was dope. And I believe that's always supposed to be
0: rewarded. Right. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So give these people one last thing, noble. I know it's going to be hard for you to tell us, but what can we expect music by the end of this year, the end of this year or early next year? There'll be more before the year ends. Okay. All right. Sounds good, man. So it's the color Jose from the colors we see podcast, whatever you do, stay tuned.